time you encounter God in, in, in any shape or form. And there were certain moments over my life where I had a God encounter or a God moment. And, and it's like, whoa, that just blew me away. And he's having one of those moments right here. See, the Hebrew word Shaddai has this collective meaning. El means God. And Shaddai has that collective meaning of what? All-sufficient one. Let that drop into your heart. When you hear God Almighty or El Shaddai, he is our all-sufficient one. The God of more than enough. Not just enough. Not the God who, who, who's just about... He is more than enough. He's our sustainer and our protector. The inference here is El Shaddai refers to God as being the breasty one, the one who, is, who completely nourishes, satisfies, and supplies his people with all their needs. That's the God that you and I worship. Almighty El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. When you get to the point where you think you've got enough, he says, no, I'm more. When, you come, when, you, when, 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 you've, when provision comes into your life and say, oh, you know, the church, is, the church doesn't need any more money. He's more than enough. You, you don't need any more money in your bank account. And he's more than enough because he just keeps on giving. The God that we have who loves us and cares for us and saved us, he's a giving God and he keeps on giving. He keeps on giving into our life. I think this is just so amazing. So if he is the one who provides everything and he is our all in all, it means he's the God of our salvation. You don't have to work at your salvation. He is the God of our salvation. He has done it all. He doesn't, and he doesn't say, right, this is what I've done. I died at the cross. I, I bled and died for you. Now you do this. Now you make sure you do that. Now, you achieve these things and, and salvation. No, no, no. It's a gift. You don't earn a gift. A gift is received. Salvation. He is the God of our salvation. He's the God of our deliverance. What is it that holds you? What is it that has bound you? What is it that's held you in captivity? What is the temptations of your life that keep dragging you away from the presence of God? What is it that keeps on belittling you and making you feel guilty and condemned in life? He is the God of our deliverance. Those temptations that you battle with, he can break them and annihilate them forever. Why? Because he's the God who is almighty and El Shaddai in our life. He is the God of our protection. You know, that's why over this last 18 months, we've been praying and declaring over the church that a thousand may fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, but it will not come near me. It will not come near my dwelling. You know, right now, our neighbors have got COVID. We're praying for them. We're, we're popping to the shop and getting things for them. But it's not going to come near our dwelling. We remain strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And we pray protection on a regular basis, not only over our congregation and each one of you, but everyone that has COVID. Every night and every morning we pray, Lord, that they may have an opportunity before they go into eternity to know you. Even in a subconscious state, deep unto deep, that they may know you and encounter your love. 
Let's be praying that because there are thousands over these last few months that have gone to an eternity. We need to be praying for them. That there would be a God moment, an inkling, a quickening somewhere in their heart and life. He is the God of our protection. He's the God of our todays. And do you know what? He's still the God of our tomorrows. And he's already gone into our tomorrow because he already knows what's there. And when we trust him with our tomorrows, he said, sufficient is the worry today. Let's not worry about our tomorrows. He's already there. He's already sorting it out. He's already planning it. He's already bringing people into our world. He's already connecting us. He's already making those right plans because the plans that God has for us are for good, according to the word. He is our healer, our provider. And do you know what? He is the sustainer for our life. When you look at God, and sometimes we just, we just think of this, what is it? What is God? God is spirit. God is love. God is. He is hope. He, God is our everything. But we only see through the limited lens of humanity or through a divine revelation through his word. If only we knew how big our God was, we wouldn't worry about our tomorrow. We wouldn't worry about our loved ones. Oh, we would pray for them, but we wouldn't worry about them. It's amazing the difference that God makes in our life. Let me ask you this question this morning. And let's be real. Let's ask ourselves this question. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Is there anything... See, if, the, if, if the, the resounding response was great, because that's what I wanted, no. But do we really believe that? Do we really believe that nothing is too hard for the Lord? Because the bottom line is there isn't. There is absolutely nothing. I, I, as I started to look through the Word and, and I began to c- consider some of the different situations and the, and, and the issues that... Men and women, ordinary. See, when, when we read the Bible, we know that they're, they're in the Bible. It's like, oh, they're, they're, they're heroes. Uh, they're amazing people. But actually, they were men and women just like me and you. And they did a journey of life which is recorded just like our journey is recorded already in heaven. I was looking, at the, at the, obviously, at the life of Abraham. And Abraham was childless. Sarah was barren, which meant she couldn't have children. And they were both of old age, past the age of childbearing, but God. Isn't that amazing? But God, 99 years old. Remember we read that earlier? 99 years old. I think, no, I've had my six. Thank you very much. We don't want to go there again. But, but God. God still had a plan in Abraham's life or in Abraham's life to bring forth seed out of his loins to be his heir and to be the one that would bring forth the Messiah. But God. See, what are you looking at right now that you think could be impossible? But God. But God. You may be sat there thinking, well, you know, I've been on, I've been on these diabetes pills for, for 10 years and I, I, got them, I, I may have them. Well, they told me I've got them for the rest of your life. But God. But God. You may say, oh, yeah, my family don't love God. They never have done that. They're so anti. But God. Come on, let's bring 
bring God into the equation. Who is he? He is almighty. He is all-powerful. He is all that we need him to be. So let's bring him into the equation. Rather than I'm fighting in my own ability, I'm struggling in my own ability, I'm trying to win them in my own ability, let's bring God into the equation and say, but God. I I thought of another one, Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat was facing a mighty army of three different nations coming against him. And the Bible says he was totally outnumbered and he had no ability to overpower them. That's not good odds. He had no ability to overpower. He was, he was, he was back, his back was against the wall. But the Bible says he turned his face to the Lord and he prayed and asked, inquired of God and asked. See, when we are facing battles, and there are battles that we go through in life, I go through them and you go through them. But what do we do? Do we fight and and, and try and sustain and try and break through in our own strength? Or do we have a but God moment and say, hey, I I, I may be weak in this situation, but God, I trust you. See, See, with this situation, he went before them. He sent out the praises. They began to praise and they began to rejoice and they began to declare the goodness of God and his mercy endures forever. And guess what happened? He set traps for the enemy to fall into. Not, not probably physical traps, but he set traps that they would fall into and there was a great victory that day. When we bring God into the equation and his almightiness, there is nothing that he cannot do. There is absolutely nothing that he cannot do. The key is, do we bring him in or do we try and maintain on ourselves? I thought of another one. Um, what, about, what, about, what about the woman who had, um, whose husband had died? She, 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 she was alone. She had nothing left. And the fact that she had two sons who were being taken from her to be sold into slavery to pay off her debts. That's desperate. That is absolutely, I can't imagine. Uh, which ones would I choose? I've got three, three on the front row. Oh, well, two of them have got to go. <laughs> two of them have got white T-shirts. They may as well. It's like, no, that's just not right. I can't do that. Maybe, maybe we'll flip a coin. But... This was the reality of this situation. The, the, the mother had nothing left but a jar of oil. But God, in the midst of the situation, he said, what have you got in your house? And she said, I have a little jar of oil. When we bring almighty God, when we bring El Shaddai, when we bring the one who is more than enough. See, in this situation, she, she was told by the prophet, go and get as many pots and pans and vessels as you can possibly get your hands on. She went to the neighbors, she went around town, she collected them all, and they closed the door and they began to pour. And they poured a little jar of oil and they poured and they poured, and they filled up every vessel that they could lay their hands on from all over the town, the city that they lived in. They poured and poured, and they paid off the debt that they owed, and her and her children lived off the profit for the rest of their life. We serve the El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. 
I, 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 I don't know. I, I hope this is inspiring you. I got so excited when I was pre- preparing it. I'm thinking, this is so good. But sometimes I guess we, we, don't, we don't trust him. We don't rely on him because we become so reliant on ourselves. The world is, is, is look after yourself. Do, do whatever you want, but just look after number one. Joseph's life was totally thrown upside down. Do you know what? Life can be like that, can't it? All of a sudden, everything's going great. Everything is fine. And all of a sudden, it's just thrown up in the air. It's just, it's like, what, what, where did that come from? And Joseph's life was thrown upside down. He was thrown into a pit. He was sold into slavery. He was put in the prison. He was forgotten and left to die. But God hadn't finished. In your life right now, let me say this. God has not finished. You may have put a full stop on your life. You may have said, this is as far as I go. But God has not finished. You keep trusting him and he will turn, change, redirect, transform, bring health, minister grace, whatever is needed, he has not finished yet. This is the God in whom we serve. Don't put a full stop where he may have just put a comma. Keep on going. When we're God's, Satan never wins. When we are his, the enemy will never gain a total victory. He may win a battle or two along the way, but he will never win a total victory. The enemy may press against us with temptation. You know, there, 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 there's people in this room right now and you are struggling with temptation. You are struggling with the lust of the eyes and with the desire of the flesh. But here, Satan doesn't have to win a total victory. You can come through. The enemy may press against your soul, but it doesn't mean he has to win that battle. There, are, there is always, and I want you to hear this, there is always, always, a but God moment that's waiting for you. A suddenly, in the midst of your journey, and suddenly, how many times in the Bible do we see it? And suddenly it changed. And suddenly it happened. And suddenly, why? Because God turned up in the midst. El Shaddai saw the need and met the need as we put our trust in him. In Mark 10, Verse 27, I'm going to read this from the voice translation again. It's an unusual translation. And, and, and it starts off saying, Jesus smiling and shaking his head. It doesn't say that in, in any of the other translations. But this is just say, showing you what Jesus was actually doing. He was smiling. And I feel like I do that sometimes. I smile and I shake my head. It's like, you don't get it. You just don't get it, do you? You, you haven't got it yet. You haven't got this thing called worship. You haven't got, and I'm, I'm smiling because I'm saying, oh, when you do, you will just abandon yourself before God. And, and Jesus is smiling and shaking his head. For human beings, it's impossible, but not for God. God makes everything possible. 
Let that be a fridge magnet in your life. Let it be just something that you focus on in, in your days. For with God, God makes everything possible. You may have actually turned around and said, well, that's impossible, isn't it? That never change. That never happen. That never happen for me. That never work out for me. Come on, come on. What's the word of God say? But not for God. God makes everything. That's a bit of an inclusive word, isn't it? Everything. God makes everything possible. I'm going to go to another scripture. I'm just going to miss a few bits here. Jesus asks, he's, he's, he's encountered a couple of blind men. And they're walking down the road with him and they're chasing after him. And, and they want God, they want Jesus to heal him. They, they've heard that he's a healer. And, and they're, they're just pressing in and saying, look, can you, can you heal, heal us? Can you move? Can you, son of David, have mercy on us? And they're saying all the right things. But Jesus says this, do you believe I'm able? See the whole title of this message in the next couple of weeks. That God is able. The bottom line in our life is this. Do you believe that I am able to do this? Do you believe that I am able? Do you believe that I am able? Do you believe? Do you believe? It's not do we. Do you. Do you believe I am able? This is so important because sometimes in the journey of life, it's not about all of us. It's about me singularly. Do I believe that you are able? Listen to this scripture in Matthew chapter 9, verse 27. I'm going to read it from the New King James, something we're all familiar with. And when Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came in to him. And Jesus said to them, do you believe that I am able to do this? And they said to him, yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes were opened. Jesus is still the power source. He's still the one who is almighty. It wasn't them saying, oh, I've got, I've got to believe, I've got to believe, I've got to believe. No, no, no. They simply said, yes, I believe you can do it. It wasn't works. It wasn't ability. It wasn't them. It wasn't self. They threw themselves on God and said, your will be done. I believe you can do this. Our circumstances that we're in right now isn't the end of the day. It's not the full stop. It's not the end of the story. It's maybe an end of a chapter where we turn the page and say, I trust you. I trust you for my future. I trust you for my children. I trust, I trust you with, with, my, with my whole heart. I trust you because God is looking for us to trust him. God is looking for us to trust him because the enemy hasn't got the last word. God has. He has the last word over your life, Renee. God has the last word. Not circumstance, not people, not you. But God has the last word. Margaret, God has the last word. Even in the Welsh. God has the last word. God has got a plan and a journey. And until we come to the end, whenever the end will be, he 
will have the last word. But it also has the first word. That first moment when we enter heaven. Well done, good and faithful servant. Now enter into the joy of your Lord. There's a few things I could carry on and say. I want to finish with these last two scriptures. We're done then. And they're the same scripture in two versions. Ephesians 3.20. There are some people in this room would remember that the very first thing that God called me to was to start up a ministry called God is Able Ministries. I have one person who gave on a regular basis to the ministry. I went to Africa and and Ghana and preached out there uh, doing a a revival in in Cape Coast and Kamazi and Takradi and Accra. And it's one of the most powerful times of my life where I, I encountered the God who is almighty in such an incredible way. And my ministry was based through this scripture of Ephesians 3.20. I'm going to read it from the New King James and then I'm going to read it from the Passion. It says, Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly. And, and if you've known Pastor Andy for any length of time, you'll know it's not Mr. Kipling. Okay, he does exceedingly good cakes, but God does exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. Don't matter how high you can think or how great you can think, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above it according to the power that is at work in us. The closer we are to him, the greater the power that works through us because he now lives in us going to finish with this same scripture, Ephesians 3.20. Never doubt God's mighty power. Oh, I wish I could put that as, a, as, a, as, a, as an impartation into your life. Never doubt God's, or, uh, God's mighty power to work in you and to accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will out, outdo them all. For his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Remember, the God in whom we serve is almighty, omniscient, and all-powerful. He's the God in which saved us, changed us, and transformed us. He's the God who died upon a cross so that we wouldn't have to. And this morning you may be here today and you say, I've never received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I've never acknowledged Jesus. I never believed in Jesus. But today I want to give you that moment where you can say yes to Jesus, where you can receive him for yourself as your Lord and Savior. He's not some pie in the sky idea. He created the pie in the sky. He created the sun, the moon, and the stars. So let's bow our heads and close our eyes this morning just going to pray this very simple prayer and I'm going to ask you we're going to ask everybody in the room to pray it but if you pray it and you're praying this either for the very first time or you're praying it because you want to start a relationship with God I'm going to ask you to pop up your hands at the end of it and then pop them back down so let's pray together Jesus I come to you today and I acknowledge you as almighty God I thank you that you died for me, died in my place, died for my sin, 
died for my mistakes that I then could live for you. Today, Jesus, thank you for, for cleansing my heart and bringing transformation to my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. While every head is bowed and every eye closed. This is between you and God. But today, if you receive him, because the Bible says if you confess with your mouth, like we have in that prayer, and you believe in your heart, you will be saved. If you want Jesus to be the Lord of your life, if you want him to save you today, I'm going to ask you to pop up your hand right now. I'm going to count to three. One, two, three. If you're accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, just pop up your hand in this room today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God is the one who cares for you, the one who loves you, and the one who has a purpose for your life. Father, I thank you for everyone in this room. I thank you, Lord, that what they've heard today is the truth based upon your word. Lord, help us to receive the truth of your word. And Lord, let the seed of your word grow in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.